the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I'm going to get to the callers real quick, but I've got to do a little bit of work. Automotive Dynamics is Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services. Chuck Nide owns that, and I've known Chuck, Chuck since 1968. I actually worked for Chuck and Ken Vivian at their gas stations, and they were best of friends. So I've known Chuck a very long time. He knows right from wrong. He has good employees. He has good management staff. He's a little bit of a micromanager, but so am I. (laughs) So if you're in Sun City, the only place I'd send you is Automotive Dynamics, north side of Grand on the west side of 99th Avenue. So Grand and and, uh, 99th Avenue, the northwest corner. Let's go to the phones, Doug. Thank you for holding. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. I have a 2000 Monte Carlo. It's got the 180 horse V6 with 124,000 miles. It's pretty minty condition. The issue I've been having is variable idle. Uh, some days I started up, it's idle in about 800. And now other times I'll be driving it around and then it goes up to 1500. So it keeps on changing. Uh, the idle. Okay. So I've had it in Thompson's once, but it wouldn't act up at all for him to okay. make a diagnosis. All right. So I think um, this is a guess because it could be a lot of things, but I think if you came into my shop, I would say to you, I want to clean the idle air control motor. See, here's how we control the idle. We have this air passageway, and then we have this motor with a big cone on the end of it. And when, you, when we want you to idle it at, and drive at a traffic light, then we close off the air a little bit. If we want the idle to go faster because you just turned on the air conditioning, then we open that orifice up. That orifice on the throttle body gets dirty with carbon. And you said you have 126,000 miles, right? V6, 124. Yes. So, and I would also clean, yeah. I'd also clean the throttle blades. And the throttle blades are designed to, when the throttle is at idle, there should be a gap of air between the, the round pieces of the butterfly and the pipe they sit in, which is the venturi. So I would clean the throttle blades, and I'd clean the idle air control motor, and I would think that success rate's going to be in the 90% range. But I admire Thompson's, because if it doesn't happen, then all you're doing is guessing, and Thompson, and like the rest of us, we don't want to guess with your money. So we say to you, wait till it gets worse and easier to find. But if you wanted okay. to push the the your luck, then clean up the idle air control motor and clean the throttle blades and see if that makes a difference. Okay, that would be like, like I say, 
some days it's I, it's running good. But today I was out with the car, and it's, I'm going 45 mile an hour with my foot off the gas. <laughs> so, oh wait right. a minute. Those, Okay, wait a minute. That's altogether different now. So you're going 45 miles an hour with your foot off the gas. Because um, the, the idle, because it's, well, the idle, the the engine speed's running about 1,500 RPM. Okay. A vacuum leak can cause this as well. If we introduce unrestricted and unmetered air to the engine, the idle's going to go up. So a PCV valve or a base gasket on the throttle blade... Um, or an EGR valve that's sticking open, all of those can cause an idle problem as well. Uh, keep in mind, on fuel injecting cars, if we want it to idle faster, we open up an air valve. If we want you to idle, we shut the air valve. And so it's always an issue of air. So, And in most cases, it's vacuum, which means we're in an, an, a vacuum area where we're sucking, in an area where we're sucking air and we're not pushing air. So I, I would think... Here's what you do. Take it back to Thompson's and just say it's still there. If you were going to guess, what would you do? If you were going to guess. And then you could say to them, tell me, would you do anything with the throttle blades? Would you do anything with the IAC? IAC. And that's the air, That's the idle control valve. And and then is there anything else that you do? Um, is is there a vacuum leak or something like that that you, that you need to look for? Those are the things I'd say to him. And he may say... He may say, for $50, I'll look at all of those. And you can decide whether you want to do. I'm just hypothetical here. He may tell you he's going to, he may say, that's an hour. And he says, I'll do all that for $110. So you just kind of talk to him and see what uh, you can come up with. Okay. That's just put me on. um, I'm on track for getting somewhere here. Thank you very much, Mark. Oh, you're welcome. John, you're up next. How can I help you? Thank you. I'm calling on behalf of a friend who's driving a 2020 Hyundai Kona, and it intermittently just cuts out power. Um, uh, could be freeway, could be street. The problem is she's a nurse. She's frequently on second and third shift, and she can't be out there with a car that just dies. She's had it to two different mechanics. They can't find the problem. She's had it to the dealer twice. It was purchased from a dealer, by the way. They can't find the problem. So my question is, where to go next to fix this for her? Well, you need a whole bunch more information. I wouldn't even take that in. I need to know, hot or cold, I need to know, does it die quick, or does all of a sudden it start going, it goes, and then it goes, boom. I can give you some information on that. No, yeah, you, uh, okay, without so, information. No, okay. no, so, without information, without symptoms, you're not going to get this fixed. Does it happen at high speeds? Does it happen at low speeds? Oh, fuel starvation. So if we're doing 70 and it falls on its face, then I, I'm going to check the fuel filter. But if you're doing 30 and it falls on its face, I'm not going to check the fuel system and I'm not going to look at fuel pressure because you don't need a lot of fuel at 30 miles an hour. I can so, answer some of those. I can answer some of those questions. I can't fix your car on those. I can't fix your car under these circumstances. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, all I'm going to do is guess, and there's too many guesses, and you can't tell me exactly what's going on with the car. It's in forward on freeways on streets. Uh, the forward collision light comes on. There's a huge shutter under the engine, and then all power is lost. She okay, shoves, I, pulls over. She turns the engine off turns the engine back on, okay. and the car can't, runs fine. I can't fix it. 
I can't fix it. I'd have to drive it. I'd have to have my scanner on it. Um, I'd look at the tailpipe emissions. Um, there's going to be have to have to have to look at it. So you only have two choices: spend money to have everybody look at all the parameters, and and you didn't say anything about a check engine light. So the check engine light is the computer saying, "I raise my hand. I got a problem." So the computer hasn't seen all this happen. So, you know, if you want to guess, put a fuel filter in it. Clean up the throttle blades on it. Do a reboot. Take the negative cable off, the positive cable off. Touch the two cables together, not the terminals on the battery, but the cables together. And then hook them all back up, the negative or the positive first and the negative second. But there's, your, your symptoms are so wide and you're, ta- you're talking about fuel, but it may not be fuel. It may be the abundance of air. So we can put a fuel pressure gauge on it, but you're going to pay for that. So, you know, John, I'd like to help you. The problem is, is you can't, you, you can give us lots of stuff, but you're, dan- I mean, and I understand, but you're dancing between spark and fuel, and we'd really like to narrow it down to where it's spark or fuel, but it also could be a vacuum leak. The EGR valve could be stuck open, and that'll cause the engine to die. So we've got all that moving parts. How many miles are on this? Uh, less than sixty. Okay. And I had a funny, I had a funny problem with a similar situation in the Chevy truck, and it turns out that the transmission was um, going bad and forcing the the engine into um, shutdown mode, crawl mode, whatever you want to call it. And the only way they were able to catch catch this is by having onboard OBD uh, catch, you know, code code trapping. They couldn't even catch it in the shop. I had to I had to drive around. With a connection in the that's, vehicle, none of that's true. That's not true. I, and I, 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 I know, I know, but it's just not true. So, so he told you he had to plug in his OBD reader and look at the code and do an analysis of the code. That's what he does, and and you have to do that completely. And and it's not like he couldn't do that without the the, the OBD connection. If he has a check engine light, he goes and looks at the code. Then he starts working towards the code. We don't need to plug our our scanner into to look at it. So you know that it's it's. I know that you're going to keep throwing stuff at me, and I got to say goodbye. But there's just too much to swallow here, and we're not even close to an engine that has a fuel con- a problem or a spark problem. And we we need to get a little closer than that. So I, I'd love to help you, John, but um, I got a moving target, and it's tough for me to to handle. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Folks, when you have a symptom, it, it, it's it's good to say, can I just take one of your technicians and can I show you the symptom? And if it's intermittent, you got to wait till it's it's you have to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. If you have an engine code that keeps coming back after it's cleared. There's lots of times we need the part to get worse before we can find it. So if the O2 sensor says, I'm running lean, I'm running lean, that can be a plugged fuel filter, that can be a vacuum leak, that can be an EGR that's stuck open, that can be an air conditioning vacuum line that's come apart, that can be a bad brake booster. You get my point? So all we have is a lean condition, a code that says lean condition. The engine has too much air and not enough fuel, and I just gave you half of the list that we're going to look at. But if you say, you know what else? I hit the brake and my pedal seems hard sometime. Well, I know what it is now. So it, that's kind of the, what, what we're up against. And, and frankly, it only happens once in a, in, a, in a blue moon. Most of the time, the symptoms are pretty clean. Who might that be, Gil? Say good morning to Jennifer. Jennifer, go ahead. 
Hi, I'm um, following up with you. I've been having some issues with um, my tire pressure monitoring system and anti-lock brake warnings going off after having tires replaced. And I contacted you earlier in the week, and you mentioned something about a battery, and I was just trying to figure more out about that. How many miles are on your car, Jennifer? 20,000. Did anybody from Discount Tire call you yet? No. Okay. Um, I think, um, I think, oh boy, Discount Tire is one of the best places around, and and this is something you told me happened after they replaced the tires. Is that correct? Correct. And it never happened before that. Then you took it back in, and they looked at it, and they said they couldn't find it. Correct. They they, they, did, they, yeah. Go ahead. No, I took it back in, like, the first time it was going off. They double-checked the air pressure, and then I even took it back up yesterday, and they couldn't find anything wrong. They just reset the low, you know, to calibrate, which is something I can do. Okay. Well, but I'm still um, getting the warning. Maybe call 1-800-DISCOUNT or whatever their n- number is and ask them if they can send you to a real seasoned repair shop. I mean, if that were mine, I'd move the sensors. I'd, if the sensor's talking about the right front, then I'm just going to swap sensors in the front end. I'm going to take the right front and put it in the left and the left front and then right. And then if I drive it around and the problem moves with the sensor, I'm going to replace the sensor. So it's easy for everybody to say, well, it's a battery or it's a bad sensor, but there's a little bit of work to tr- determine exactly what it is. And you're at a good place. And, and, and then I would also call the main office of Discount and say, do, do you have a customer service rep that I could talk to? All I, and, be, and you did a nice job in representing it to me. I'm not mad at you. I just want to draw yeah. your attention that I got a problem that I didn't have before you changed the tires. And uh, I'd like you to look at it if you have the capability. And if not, I'll take it to somebody who, who has a little bit more capability than you. Really and truly... I think what they're going to do is just change that sensor, period, and reprogram it. So if it's the same tire and the same problem and the same wheel and the same sensor, then replacing that sensor would be the the thing. If you wanted to guess, that's that's the way they would guess. So, Jennifer, I'm sorry that happened to you. It happens to us sometimes. Um, but unfortunately, um, you're at the mercy of the people you're talking to. But I know, as far as my shop is concerned, we're going to swap the sensor right off the bat, especially if there's a discrepancy in the actual pressure and and what the actual pressure in the tire and what the dashboard says. And of course, the the spinning sensor inside the wheel has to talk telegraphically to the computer. And so there's there's lots going on right there. Anyway, thank you, Jennifer. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Got five lines open, and we'll be right back. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. 
With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry, and just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour is 11 o'clock. Um, I, I Sue, I'm going to get to you in just a minute, but Jennifer, hopefully you're still listening. Um, tire pressure monitoring system, folks, is what Jennifer and I are talking about. That She has sensors in all four tires, and it talks to the dashboard, and it just gives you an idea of what the pressure is. Jennifer, I think I would take it to another discount. I would say to them that the discount far away, um, did some tire work for me, and they can't find the problem. And I was wondering if you had a very seasoned technician that could look at um, my tire that you did. And, and one of the tires you installed is is the same uh, TPS signal I'm getting that something's wrong. So maybe we should take the tire apart and look inside and see if the, the sensor is damaged. Would you do that for me? And they say, well, take it back to the shop you have. And I say, you know, I, I did, and we didn't make any progress. But I heard you were really, really good in one of the better discount tires, so I thought I'd bring it here. And those kinds of words typically take some greasy guys and uh, and elevates them to where they want to be your hero, and you usually get what you want. But I, I would, I'm disappointed that they didn't call you because I had left them a note to call you. And uh, and you keep keep me in the loop, though, if you would. Sue, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, Martin. I have a 2015 Toyota Sienna with 133,000 on it. Bought it four years ago with a lease return had about 50. I've had an issue with a P12 engine code, engine check engine light, which apparently is a can of worms, according to my um, mechanic. Okay, it so what area are December. they working at? What's that? Uh, it, it came on in December, and my neighbor's a mechanic. He does he does mostly classic cars, but he looks at my minivan, too, because he's a nice guy. And he said, well, that might be a big deal, Sue. So I'll turn it off see what happens. And it did pop on about two months later, and... Same thing, my other mechanic turned it off. We're like, okay, this is crazy. And then it came on again. We were in San Diego last week, and it came on again, and I thought, well, goodness. So my mechanic, because we turned it off, he won't look at it right now. But he said it could really be a can of worms and be like 20 hours of labor kind of thing. Oh, gosh. Doesn't sound good. Okay. Um, Let's back up. Um, What does the sensor say? Is 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 it, there a relationship? Dead. Wait a minute. Yes. Is there a relationship <laughs> between the position of the sensor that they're talking about to you in the Sienna? 
Is there a relationship between it says that this tire is really low, and when we check it, it's not low? Is that possible? Um, tire alignment? No, it's a it's an engine code, a check engine light. Okay. Do you have any idea what a P2 is, or P2 oh, or P12? Me, P, P12, yes. It says camshaft position A, timing over-retarded bank 1. Okay. Somebody's going to have to pull valve covers on that and start looking. It's just telling you that I'm asking for this per- much timing and I'm not getting it. And you've got 133,000 miles. So we advance and retard certain components of the car to give you better fuel economy. And when those components fail, it stops spinning, not spinning, but moving, or the activator stops moving it. Then we end up with codes like this. Um, what part of town do you live in? Um, I'm in Fountain Hill, so there's okay. nothing nearby, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, Blackwell at 40th and Greenway would be the first, the closest place that that I could tell you. Um, I don't have anybody in that north corridor, um, north on the 101 into Scottsdale. I just don't have anybody to do that. But um, I I think sometimes people in our industry will tell our customer that this is a huge can of worms and you can spend a thousand dollars for us to track it down and I want to tell you that I believe wholeheartedly that 95% of the time when that comes out of somebody's mouth they don't want to work on it or they can't work on it they don't yeah, know the how and, yes the mechanic yeah. in San Diego said this is a dealership issue <laughs> so. well it's not because the dealership doesn't have any more tools than I do so right, right, and, yeah. and 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 in reality the de- here I'll I'll draw the distinction between the two. The dealership guy has Toyota experience really well. My master technicians are masters and they have experience in all cars from Alfa Romeos to a Mercury Zephyr A to Z. So right. oftentimes the independent shops are much better off at tracking stuff down but there's oftentimes the dealer has information that helps them fix the, the car that we don't have access to. So they might have right. a technical service bulletin that says, if you have A, B, C, and D, then we want you to clean this valve. Well, we may not have that at, at our fingertips, and we don't know that it's a vacuum leak, which that would be it. So, um, I, I'd, you know, you, if you take it over to Blackwell, do you work anywhere else? Is there any other address, any other location in the valley that you're at? Uh, no, I work in Fountain Hills. I've had a nice five-mile commute. It's awesome. Okay. Well, but, I take it I to mean, Blackwell's and say, Salem says you don't have a prayer in hell of fixing this. <laughs> but I'd, I'd like, I'd, and that's throwing the gauntlet down, and, and, and all of us hairy-chested guys respond to that. Right. He knows so, that, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, because I noticed my gas mileage has gone down. My fuel mileage has gone down in the last okay. few months. And okay. each time, though, I notice it's happened as I'm driving up Shea towards Fountain Hills. Um, and then, you know, it's, a, it's not a super steep hill, but it's fairly steep. And it's just when I've been off the gas for a bit, but I need to accelerate to pick up some of the hill. And just then, when I accelerate that more, that's when it's kicked on okay. every all, all three times now. That's valuable information, but we're not going to fix the car with that. Now, it could be a fuel filter problem that's causing it, the engine to run lean, and when you hit the throttle and you want more power, the computer says, give me a longer squirt. So the computer, instead of going, or the injector, instead of going, it goes, 
because it knows your foot just went to the floor and it knows the vacuum in the engine just dropped, so it knows you're going up a hill. So this could be something silly like that, but we're capable of tracking those down. So, like right. I said, if I have those little, I have those little clues type of thing that that seems like it's important information to know. No, and 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 you that tells us it's a load issue. If you're climbing a hill and it happens and there's a problem then, it tells us that it's a load issue. It's not a downhill issue. It's an uphill issue when we're asking the engine to perform for us. And the engine either has a spark problem or has a fuel problem, a timing problem, any one of those. Plus, you've got 133,000 miles, so you've been around the equator five times. So there's going to be some wear and tear, but there's no reason to guess. Um, just throw the gauntlet at Tom Blackwell and see what he says. <laughs> okay, then right. I worry about silly things like wiring. I had pack rat damage. No, a couple no, of years no, ago no. Where they chewed on <laughs> wires. When they chew on wires, you have a hard code and you have a variety of codes, and and it, they never get better. They never get better. And when you go and look at them, it shows loss of data. That's when you start looking at the gophers chewing up the wires and stuff like that. So that's a very handy excuse people will use, but it's not one I allow my staff to use. If they, if we got gophers in there, then you go in and find the wire that the, the gophers are chewing on. And really and truly, if the wire goes down the driver's side pass, the driver's side of the car, then and you're talking about the passenger side of the car, you need to explain that to me. That's just an example of the conversation that a shop foreman or an owner would have with a technician. So that's the best I can do. Thank you, Sue. Good luck to you. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We have five lines open, so you can jump in if you have a car question or a car problem. And it's real easy. Tell me the year, make, and model of your car. Tell me how many miles it's got, and then let's talk symptoms. I'm not interested in what the shop says or what the Internet says and all that kind of stuff because it's a give and take. Does it happen fast or slow? Does it happen cold or hot? Does it happen when the air conditioning's on? Does it, when you drive the, down the road and the steering wheel shaking, um, when you turn right and slow down, does it still shake or not? So those are the conversations that the shop should have with people so that you can narrow down the issue is the vibration. You say you have a vibration in the car. Tell me, is it in the front or the back? It's the whole car. Okay, it's going to be in the back. <laughs> that's, that's all there is to it. It's going to be in the back. So everybody knows that, but we have to have that interaction with the customers. We'll be back. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This week on the Middle East Radio Forum, Meyer Jolovitz will address the subject, Deceit, Delusions, and Dead Ends, Why the Muslim War Against Israel Will Not End in Our Lifetime. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Look through your children's eyes, and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. 
And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots, grounding and nourishing them. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, Our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 88 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 1,000% increase in the last 40 years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You're bringing your daughter to her favorite pop star's concert. Do you A, wear earplugs? Isn't this fun, Dad? I have a soft pretzel. B, remember the moment with matching concert t-shirts. That's going to be 180 bucks. Or we can just take a photo. C, show her how you used to do concerts. We're going crowd surfing. I can't. It's too heavy. Oh, my God. Or D, just roll with it. Woo, Justin, look at us from here. Justin, Justin, OMG. He just looked, I love you, Justin. I love you. When it comes to parenting, there are no perfect answers. But that's okay, because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org slash az. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. Let me cover something real quick uh, for you. There are times that we have to wait until symptoms get worse before we can find and fix the problem. But I just want to cover a couple of things. The best shops in town that are going to really track down the problem, Blackwell's at 40th Street and Greenway. He's certainly one of them. You just have to wave your magic wand in front of him and tell him no one has been able to fix it. And everyone says no one can find this. That's waving the proverbial red flag in front of the bull. So Blackwell's a good guy. Kurtz Automotive, I-17 and Bell. They got great technicians. You have to communicate, and sometimes we, we're going to tell you, you have to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. One we don't talk about much, but certainly is in the same class as Blackwell and Kurtz Automotive is Larry Harker's Automotive. They're at 40th Street or 38th Avenue in Indian School. 38th Avenue in Indian School. They've been in Phoenix since 1967. And there's been a couple of times from people that live in central Phoenix that I've sent them with problems. And they always call back and tell me how much uh, Harker's was, how good Bob was. And his wife runs the front counter, and Bob is in the shop. And they have one of the finest technicians I've ever met in my life. They have lots of technicians, but they've got one that's just exceptional. 
be prepared to pay for some diagnostic time. It sometimes can be two or three hours, and then it could easily be three hours of labor at $125 an hour and 10 cents to fix it. That's the best you can hope for, but those happen all the time. Dan, good morning. How can I help you? I have a 1983 Yugo. It's a 1.3 liter motors out of Chile, and it has 26,000 miles on it. It, when we, when we started up, we, we use it on our ranch, and when we, we, we go to start it up, it starts up, and then it just quits. It, it, like, it'll, it'll, it'll catch, and then as soon as it catches, it dies. So okay. I've changed the fuel filter, changed the spark plugs, changed the air filter. It's a pretty simple motor. There's not much to it. I can't keep it running long enough to get a compression check to see if one of the cylinders it or not. And I okay. just... I, I, I'm just at a loss because it's such a simple motor that I've checked all the spark. I've checked all okay, the Okay, all okay, the okay, okay, okay. Um, give me the, I missed it. It's an 83 watt. You go. Oh, boy. Well, first of all, you don't need the motor to run to check the compression. All you do is crank it over. So you can pull the spark plug out, put your compression gauge in there, and what you want to do is you want to do the same amount of rur, 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 rur. So if you're going to do five, and you do five on all of them. But this I isn't a compression issue. You didn't say anything about it idling rough. You didn't say anything about it dying. You didn't say, you, you, this is not a compression. And, and, and some of the stuff that you've done is stuff that's very foreign to me. Um, and, and, and so when you have a problem, you have to determine if it's spark or fuel. Now, you can put a vacuum line into the air filter and put six feet of vacuum line and bring it into the passenger side of the car and hook your vacuum line to the end of a propane tank, a small propane tank. Take the tip off of it and just put the 3 eighths fuel line right on it. Then when you go to start it, you open up your, and you crank over, but it doesn't catch. It doesn't start. Then you open up the propane valve, and you try to start it. And if it starts then and you can rev it up, then you got a fuel supply problem, fuel pump, filter, um, uh, a return line that's bad, the, the, uh, and it, it, it runs fine when the tank is full, and, it, and I have this problem when it drops below half tank. Well, we got to take the tank apart and pull the sending unit out and figure out why that's doing that. But um, it, you just don't have enough information, but you haven't determined yet spark or fuel. If you want, take the air cleaner off the Yugo. You stand there and keep your face away from where we're talking. Take the air cleaner off, have somebody start it up, and you go psst, with carburetor spray. If you can keep it running, pst, 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 pst. if you can keep it running, you got a fuel delivery problem. The sock in the tank could be plugged up. Um, the fuel filter could be plugged up. The fuel pump can be substandard. And we all also have a return. So we pressurize the cooling or the fuel system, but then we have a return. And oftentimes that's what's supposed to maintain pressure. And if the fuel pressure regulator goes bad, then we lose pressure. And so now we have a tough time, and we have to start it, crank it, and stuff like that. So those are the things that somebody's going to have to do, but you need to work hard on. If I spray a bunch of carburetor spray, it doesn't do it, but if I don't, then it's hard to start. That gives us all the 
that we need. It's a fuel system problem. So you plug your fuel gauge on it and you go from there. Um, Bruce and Moses, if you'd stay right there, I'm up against a break and I'll be back in about three or four minutes. So Bruce, you're first and Moses, you're second and we'll be right back. Dr. Sebastian Gorka doesn't follow the president. It made it harder for people to buy stabilized braces. Put a pistol on a brace, it turns into a gun. You can have a higher caliber weapon, a higher caliber bullet coming out of that gun. That's weird. Putting a piece of plastic on the end of a gun makes it fire a different caliber weapon. I bring you the 46th Commander in Chief. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Weekdays at noon on Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years. And it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. Pregatopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free Pregatopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, Pregatopia Unlimited. Go to Pregatopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late. We stay informed. We invest in the latest technology. We take the time to train the next generation of doctors and nurses. We work together to make sure we heal their bodies and their minds. We do this not because it's our job, but because this is about our veterans' lives. This is our mission. More than 300,000 of us working as one, together with families and loved ones. No matter where they live in this country, we'll be there. We all come together and stand together to serve our veterans. We stand strong, united. Stand with us in caring for our veterans. Welcome back, everybody. 
we're talking about cars and car repair, but I need to talk to you about Strictly Diesel Service and Repair, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate knows diesels as well as anybody I know. He knows the Ford, the Dodges, and the Chevrolets. You only need to meet him and shake his hand. He oozes confidence. He's a nice man, and he's just really good. So he's going to talk symptoms with you. That saves you money if we can get close on the symptom. So if you're anywhere near um, I-17 or Pinnacle Peak or you need a die-hard diesel guy, then Strictly Diesel is the place you need to go. Dan, or uh, is it Dan? No, it's Bruce and Moses. Bruce, Bruce is first. How can I help you, Bruce? Hi. I have an 04 Tahoe, and uh, the instrument panel works intermittently and then just goes, everything goes out. Or it kind of gauges do weird things, and there's a KL on the display. Okay. There is a company that does the electronic dashboards, and I don't know the name of it, but you can call, if you have a pencil, I'll give you a phone call to, to make. But if do you okay. have a repair shop, do you have a repair shop that you normally deal with? Uh, not a lot. I've spent. Uh, my daughter to Kurtz at your recommendation. But. Okay. Well, it wouldn't be an idea if Kurtz is close by you. You can certainly talk to them. Yes, they are. The, in- okay. the instrument panel situation is a very difficult one, and, and it's, it's first of all, they're, they're very few and far between. But sometimes you get an instrument panel problem, and you and you know that you've plugged and unplugged it a hundred times you know all the connections are good you know the grounds are good but you just don't have what and you've got this intermittent problem there's one company here in town that rebuilds those electronic dashboards but i just don't remember who it is and okay um, you got a pencil handy sure i want you to call blackwell and ask him call tom blackwell and i want you to call to kurtz and just ask kurt or or his number one guy just eric is his name um, just say, do you want to take a look at this for me? But you can also help me this way. When it goes out or starts flickering, I want you to kind of gently pound on the top of the dashboard. Does that make any difference? Okay, I'm good at that. Okay, and here's why. If that makes a difference, then I'm going to say to you, will you pay me a half an hour's worth of labor? I'm going to pull your instrument panel out. I'm going to take the connections at the back of it, and I'm going to, push and pull each one of them. I'm going to put a little dielectric grease on there because I think you have a bad connection. So this is a guess, but I'm just going to plug and unplug everything in the back of the dashboard, the instrument panel. And okay. I, I'd say your 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 success rate is, is uh, north of 60%. I think 60% of the time we're going to fix it and 40% of the time we won't. But Kurtz would be a great place to start. Eric there is really, really good. Okay? All right. Thank right. you very much. You bet. Uh, Moses, thank you for holding. How can I help you? Oh, thank you for uh, taking my call. Uh, this is a tire question. Okay. Uh, it's a 2000 Dodge Grand Caravan. And uh, I had the tires rotated. And when the tires rotated, uh, it the steering wheel went, went up and it was pulling to the left. Could, could that be a tire issue? or yeah, it's tires. What? It's for sure tires. Now, this is you. I mean, this is a wonderful thing to have this conversation with you. So, so you just had the tires rotated, and you didn't have this problem before. So now you have this problem. Um, there's such a thing as a radial pull. 
and the tire will just develop a radial pull. In the back end, you'll never know it, but once that tire gets to the front end, it's going to pull somewhere. So what happens is, to, to diagnose this, um, you simply cross-rotate the front. <laughs> so take the right front and put it on the left front, and the left front on the right front. Now if it, if it pulls the opposite direction, then either you replace both of the front tires, because you're not going to know which one it is, and neither am I, or we put them back on the way they were, and you just wear them out and put a pair on later. So it, that's really how the diagnostic process works, especially in your case. You gave me the most important information. I just had them rotated. And yeah. so the, the one of the back one. Now, we can, we can take this costs a lot of money, and I, I, I hesitate to offer you this, but if it came into the shop, I'd, take, I'd put them back the way they came, and then everything was okay. Then I'd put them back the way they are, and then I'd cross-rotate them, and then after I crossed rotate them, then I'd change. I'd check the alignment, and and then if I couldn't figure out what it was, then I'd put the left front on the left rear, and I'd see if it's still there. Or and I'd put the left front back, and then I'd take the the left right front, and I'd take it, put it on the back, and put that one forward. And you'd have to do one tire at a time as you moved them around. A lot of guys will just do a diagonal right off the bat, but when you do a diagonal, you change the rotation of the tire and sometimes that creates sometimes very few times that creates a problem so you have to be careful about this um, but yes it, it's fixable and you could just try it yourself is just rotate front to back again the problem goes away if I were you and you're not uh, you're not doing a hundred miles an hour between here and Tucson every day I'd probably just leave it alone and and not rotate the tires but you could swap them side to side and that'll tell you if it's a tire or not oh, swipe the side um, and then uh, front to, and front to back well, no, we're gonna first you already had them rotated now you have a problem so the first thing we're gonna do is swap the fronts right front to left front and left front to right front okay. And then the question is, yeah, what's what's going on now? Now you're going to get one of two answers. The problem is gone or the problem just moved. <laughs> and that that's still a good thing. <laughs> you know, it, we're closer to the diagnosis. Is there are the tires more than 50% worn or are they new or what are they? They're fairly new. They're 30%. Okay. And and so who did you buy them from? Discount Okay, I, I would think that they would want to be a part of your discussion. So you can say, these are your tires, I, I just rotate them, and now I have this problem that I didn't have before. Um, should we cross the fronts, or should we put the fronts on the back, or should we just start on the right side and uh, and swap those two tires? Help me out, what what can we do? And I'm quite right. sure they're going to say to you what I right. just told you. And the, 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 I had the struts or shocks put in about a year, and, a little over a year and a half ago. And that, that uh, they they aligned. That's when the alignment last time the alignment was done. Okay. Well, it, it's you are not going to pick up a, a tire with a radial pull on an alignment. We're only going to pick that up with a test drive, and it, it just has to do with the tires. And oftentimes you cross the tire, and the pull will move to the other side. Well, then you you know it's one of the two tires you're dealing with. So, and it's not something that we deal with on a regular basis. I mean, we probably process 20, 30 cars a day, and we probably deal with this kind of a radial pull once or twice a year. But, but I think with discounts help, you will be able to identify the tire, and then they'll prorate, they typically prorate the tire, so if it's half-worn, then they're going to give you a half-credit towards a new tire. 
and I think that's what you want. Okay, thank you. All right, Moses, good luck to you. It's a, it's a tough thing to, to diagnose a problem, and it has to be there when you're looking. So it's very difficult when you say that I'm driving down the road, then all of a sudden the steering wheel shakes to the left three or four times, and then it never does it again for, for another week. There's some real basic stuff we can look at, and I'll tell you how basic it is. One guy gets in the car, and he puts his hand on the top of the steering wheel, and he goes a little to the left and a little to the right. Meanwhile, the other guy is kind of laying underneath the car, and he's looking at all the joints. And when you get a tie rod connected to another tie rod, you got two joints, but if there's a delay, so the guy underneath the car sees that the right front tire moves before the left front tire moves. And then when you turn the steering wheel the other way, then the right side tire moves and the left tire moves. So you just know by looking at it what's wrong with it, if you can do that. So we that's called a front-end shakedown. We're just looking for play. We're looking for play. So this joint, the top moves before the bottom moves because every one of the joints has a bar on the top and a bar on the bottom. So tie rods and upper control arms and lower control arms, we have lots of moving parts in the front end. But what we look for is difference in response, and that's something. And on a 1 to 10 scale, there isn't anybody out there that's not an ASE master that doesn't and can't fix this kind of a problem. But the process is the same. You know, you're just going to try to identify the tire. And I don't think we have any other callers, right? Lines are open, so if you want to call in real quick, um, I'm going to have to be gone at 58 minutes, so I've got five minutes to just talk unless you want to talk to me, 602-508-0960. I have a list of really good shops. You go to MarkSalem.com, and these guys have been on my list of best car repair shops. Some of them have been on for 15 years. I take complaints very seriously, and I oftentimes get involved in those kinds of complaints. And I can tell you sometimes the shop is at fault, and I can also tell you that the cause of your problem um, is something that just wore out. And the shop didn't cause that problem. It's just something that wore out. We had an idler arm the other day, and an idler arm is a fixed piece of steering linkage, and the, the bar floats to the left and to the right and and the idler arm in the mount that it goes to had come loose and so you just replace the entire idler arm and you're fine so those kinds of things happen and the shop can't say that they don't it's not their fault until they tell you what it is now they may say to you that you know I want you to go someplace else and try it but we can't say it's not our fault until somebody figures out what it is. I've got a caller. Who might that be? Say good morning to Tom. Tom, good morning. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Uh, right. Dumb question, but hey, if you put new tires on your car and you have one that's in pretty good shape, can you throw that on your spare, that weird little spare they put in the car, or is that only designed for the spare? That's only designed for the spare, but... You could go to a wrecking yard and take them outside in your car and say, do you have another wheel like that? And they'd say yes. And then you'd buy the wheel and take it somebody and say, put this tire on there, and I want to use that as the spare. Obviously, the new tire or the, the full-size tire may not fit in the cavern that the small right. tire would fit in. But I also want to tell you, those run-flat tires or those spare tires that are really small, they're very dependable. 
They're very oh, okay. dependable. So if you wanted to, you could carry the you know one of the old tires in your trunk as well. And then if you did have a problem, you'd say, okay, well let's put this old tire back on and 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 take the spare off and let's fix the problem that way. But I don't think that's viable for you. I just think you either go to a full size spare or um, and and, and that involves some work or you you stick with the uh, the uh, small um, donut. Beautiful. When is your last day? Because I've enjoyed you since I've been here, 1994. So I don't know when you started. I'm. I started in 1988, and wow. um, I'm gonna uh, hang up everything uh, the middle of November. And wow. uh, it's okay. it's time for me to go on and uh, and and, and think pasture. about this. Since 1988, um, I've had a radio show <laughs> from 10 o'clock to noon. <laughs> so my Saturdays are have been gone for years. So I'm looking forward and going out with my cowboy buddies on Friday night and drinking ourselves silly till Saturday night. And I don't have to do radio. <laughs> and I'm teasing you, but you, I'm I'm driving my point home at the same time. No, I'm God I'm gonna. I'm I'm going to have Saturdays off for the first time in many many years, so I'm I'm grateful for that. And KKNT has been just great uh, to work with, and I'm proud to tell you that uh, every once in a while the manager, general manager, will call and he'd say, "Did you really say?" <laughs> <laughs> da, 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 da. And I said, "Well, you know, I did because you already listened to the tape." And he says, well, that's kind of inappropriate. And I said, I understand. And I, I knew it the minute I said it. And I says, was the customer that mad? And he says, no, it was somebody else that called in that was mad. And I said, so I didn't offend the caller? And he goes, no, you didn't offend the caller, but you offended somebody else. And I said, okay, well, I'll avoid that kind of comment from this point forward. And he winks at me and he says, that'd be good. So I've been in a couple of those kinds of skirmishes. And sometimes people object violently and vehemently with my uh, my suggestion and my path forward but it it's okay I, I mean i'm a master tech um i have a great shop i have guys there that are better than i am and i learn a lot by just looking at the work orders i look at the work order and i see the symptoms see our staff has to write down everything that comes out of your mouth and everything and ask questions. So I get to read the symptoms and I get to see the repair. That's very beneficial. But thank you for your kind words, Tom. That's uh, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Your time and you saved us money and gave us lots and lots of information. Okay, you well, thank you. I will listen until the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's lots of laughter. I'm not. I I like that comment, um, but sometimes when when I make fun of some situation, I I make somebody mad, and I always apologize appropriately. But thank you very much. So my email address is mark with a k at marksalem.com. Mark at MarkSalem.com. So if you have any questions, you all can send me the written question. But even more important, if you'll give me a phone number and a time frame, I usually have questions. So you'll tell me the symptoms, but I'm going to ask you cold or hot, left or right, uh, air conditioning on, air conditioning off, those kinds of things which will help us get closer to your problem. And if you're going to send me your email, um, send me an email, send me your phone number, and I call from a blocked line for obvious reasons, and I'll also tell you when I'm going to call. Thanks for spending your Saturday with me. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.